Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You are listening to episode 123, Krypton, featuring beers from Sun King Brewing Company and Revolution Brewing Company with your host Keith and Pale. What are we talking about today, Pam? Today we are talking about sci-fi's Krypton. Krypton. Krypton aired back in 2018 in March. Right? March 21st, 21st, 2018. 2018. In fact, I think I can tell us a little bit about it if you'd like. Go ahead. Uh, Krypton is an American television series developed by David S. Goyer for sci-fi. The series takes place on the eponymous fictional planet approximately 200 years before the birth of Kal-El, a.k.a. Superman, and eventually destruction of the planet, focusing on his grandfather, Seg-El, played by Cameron Koof, and we'll talk about him, or Cuffy, I don't know. Krypton premiered on March 21st, 2018. Its first season consists of 10 episodes. And in May 2018, Sci-Fi renewed Krypton for a second season, which is expected to premiere in around March of 2019. Very cool. So that is Krypton. I'm glad they got another season just to kind of continue the story. I think there's a pretty good story in there. We all thought it was an origin story, but as this season has developed, it's like this is not how things have happened because of time travel plays a big role in this show um somebody from the future we can we'll talk about characters here momentarily but somebody from the future comes back is in danger of superman disappearing throughout history so he came back in time to change history um because he stumbled upon what he thought was a plot of like brainiac coming back to destroy things but that Mm. was supposed to happen it gets messy and then he tries to change it and then he ends up changing the future but is it positive? Is it negative? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? So, so the whole time travel thing, which I know Saf is a huge fan of, like time travel stuff. So I really think he would enjoy this. I think, yeah, I show. think he would find this more interesting just because, yeah, there is like a lot of back and forth. There is kind of like stuff coming from present day Earth back to Krypton and, you know, the threat that's coming. And I think we might, you know, see more of that in season two. Um, so yeah, I'll jump in the cast. Sure. Um, Cameron Koof, that's what I'm going to call him, Koof. 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 Uh, played Seg L, Superman's grandfather, young scion of House of L. Georgina Campbell played Lyda Zod, commander in the Kryptonian military. Sean Sipos played Adam Strange. Dr. He's... Strange. <laughs> oh, too soon. Sorry. Oh, oh. That's gone. We don't do that. Oh. <laughs> he is a human from Earth in the future that warns Seg, a brainiac, and his son, Kal-El. Mm-hmm. So he's the one with the, the time Detroit traveler. Tiger's hat comes from the future. Elliot Cohen played Darren Vex, the chief magistrate of Kandor. And Ogbamo. Ogbamo. Played Jaina Zod, Primus of the Kryptonian military and Lyda's mother. Mm-hmm. Aaron Pierre played Dev M, commander in the army, engaged to Lyda. Ramus Hardiker played Kem, 
bar owner and Seg's best friend. Yeah, he he was an interesting character. Yeah, he was. He was kind of like the comic relief, I think, in all of this. Yeah. Um. So he was kind of funny, but we saw him grow too as being Seg's like best friend. Um, and we see him grow in his relationship and to, you know, take care of the little girl and we get to her in a little bit. That's fine. In the beginning, he was like a lot of comic relief and he was just kind of like an ear, you know, just somebody. Yeah. The bar owner that, yeah, he hears everything. He He has his connections and yeah. Yeah. Because he talks a lot of to people, I believe a lot of information to give. Ian McIlney as Val-El, Seg's grandfather. So this would be like Superman's great 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 grandfather i believe just great grandfather wouldn't it mm, would it be no great 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 grandfather great great grandfather yeah great great okay who defied death by going to the phantom zone and is a staunch believer in space exploration he was that first one in the l family to say we need to get beyond our planet our planet won't, you know, last forever. There's stuff outside of this world. Let's stop worshiping our false god that we have here. Yeah. I mean, this man has done nothing for us. Our future is in science and everything else. So, as you know in the Superman story, that's when the planet is being destroyed, how we need to leave the planet and take care of it. And that's where, you know, Superman's parents um, gets all... Yeah, so the scientific portion of the L family, this is where it all stems from and how that's been passed down in the family to kind of see that they were wiser beyond their years compared to the rest of society who's still fighting with one another mm-hmm. and is living it, in their own little bubble. Is per it se. like 200 years before? Yeah, 200 like, years. The birth of Superman? Yeah, good. So there's a lot going on. Like they're, they're kind of sensing, you know, something's not right with Krypton. We need to start making changes. And this is kind of like the beginning of all that. Yep. Um, I missed somebody in the cast that the blonde haired girl. Yeah. The little girl. Um, she was kind of a big part. She, yeah, she played a big part at least in, um, Kim, the bar owner and SAG's best friend. Yeah. Um, cause her mom, I mean, we can talk about this later with a little recap, but, um, where they first get an inkling that Brainiac is taking over because Brainiac infected this little girl's mom with whatever the device that she found from Brainiac and it incented entered her body and then took her over and then eventually she died. So the bar owner, he took on this little girl and said, you know, I'll take care of you because he knew the family for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So he took care of the little girl and then the little girl got accepted into the Rao, their sun god um, court and so she was taken on as an apprentice and then when Brainiac came to take over Rao the sun god their supposed god and to take him over and then Brainiac took her under her wing and then did something terrible later on yeah. to her her name is Nisa 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 Vex yeah I can't, can't believe I completely missed her yeah all right, so before we get more into Krypton, want to get into our first beer? Yeah, we need to wet our whistles we wet before our whistles. we get into all of this. So Yeah. So before we get to the end beer, here's a little promo for uh, our Drink and Geek Out podcast. 
While we are getting the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, we're back with our in beer, and we have to go along with our Krypton. Well, I guess we do have to give a little background to this. As we did mention before the break, um, we have... Rao, the son of Rao, or whatever they call, I don't know, just Rao is his name, R-A-O. He's the guy, like, the... the, the with the, the golden helmet, helmets three and faces. His, yeah. I like, went all the way around. It was three. Oh, it was, it was yeah. four all the way around? Yeah, all, there's, like, six or seven, eight faces. I don't know what it was. And but he's, it was like, like, the guy that they look up to. And... The epitome of the red sun, the red sun giant, which is their star. Obviously, it's not yellow. Because they would all be super powered if that's the case. But the red sun is what limits their powers. So having the red sun, he's like the epitome, but he is one of the Kryptonians. He's no, There's nothing special about him. Of course, they all believe there's something special about him. Um, but he is the epitome of their sun god. So what better way to have a sun king, sun god, than mm-hmm. to have sun king, sun king beer. beer? So it was like perfect. perfect. Yep. So one beer that Pale and I decided on, because we have had a lot of Sun King stuff that has come mm-hmm. up to Fort Wayne recently, but it's mostly their staple stuff. Um, the one that I've walked by the store several times and haven't tried is their SKB, which I'm assuming just stands for Sun King Brewery IPA, their standard IPA that they came up with, which is an American IPA. There's not a whole lot on this. It says it's brewed with American hops for long lasting aroma and flavor. And that's all I could find. About Sun King beer. That's all I saw. I looked this up. It's that's all I had. So it's just their basic IPA. I don't think there's anything special to this, which is kind of cool because we'll find out with Rao. There ain't anything special with him. It's just <laughs> it's just one of us, like mm-hmm. everybody else. Um, but this SKB IPA comes in at six and a half ABV and seventy IBUs. So it looks like this is more of that traditional super bitter IPA. Definitely not the hazy craze that's going on um, in the world of beer right now so there's not a whole lot to it as i said and even if we look at the can you have it over there yeah the can is just says skb ipa the sun king logo at the bottom it's you know it's in front of like a big hop mm-hmm. um, the green hop in the background green hop here. in the background kind of like around a I don't know. It's Is like that a, their old Aztec, like Aztecian, like circle, kind yeah, of like a little yeah, sun yeah. god image, like coming out there with some rays coming out behind it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like little Aztecian, like sketching, like on the side of the can that kind of just comes into like the circle behind. Oh yeah. The um, the letters. Oh yeah, I see that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's simple, nice little you know, around the top there, and the little yellow things. The yellow, like on the top, and the bottom, just kind of goes around the can. A little border. I think it's pretty cool. It's simple. There's not much to it, but then again, it's just a basic IPA. It says indi- so they claim. independent Indiana beer. Well, of course. Yep. Otherwise, we wouldn't be drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So I think I, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. Pretty basic, but mm-hmm. it gets the job done. You don't want to get too fancy because then it gets more expensive to 
then promote and sell and distribute to mm. all the different places. If it's too fancy, it's people are going to walk by it, I think. We look at the color. What do we got? I thought you were going to take the lead there. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, color-wise, golden. That's definitely Pretty clear. Golden. Let's see. Let's take a look at so our, on our, our geek, geek reference. scale. That would be what? Oh, I don't have that pulled up. I'll say I'll pull it up here. It's... Well, what if I don't agree with you, Pale? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking 11 or 12. Which is? 11 and 12 would be... We don't give numbers. We give geeks. References. Charizard card or Blanca shorts. Ooh. Or would you go a little bit darker? I would go a little bit lighter. I a little bit it. lighter? I guess it has more of a golden hue, I thought, than an orange tint. Okay. We could do maybe a BB-8 orange. Yeah. I, I would agree with that one. Or... Nine is Nickelodeon. No, not that orange. So BB. I think it's more yellow. Honestly, I would go more like C three PO, but see, maybe uh, not that golden. See, no, there. Okay, yeah, there's a little bit more orange to that. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm a ten BB eight orange. Sure, we'll go with that. Okay. I haven't done one of those in the wild. Ten BB eight. That was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Smell wise, I could smell it when I was pouring it. It's uh, a very traditional smell, the old style IPA. A little bit of that creamy sense. Mm -hmm. You can definitely smell the hops in there. So I know that 70 IBU, this is going to be pretty bitter. It has that like sunlight, cream ale kind of smell yeah, to it. That Sun King style Sun King, smell. Yeah. It's going to be real hoppy. I mean, a lot of breweries, we love all the breweries, but you can tell when they're made in the same like containers and everything every i think every brewery has its own unique flavor and it's not a bad thing but you can tell like oh that comes from sun king that comes from bird boy that comes from yeah i like i noticed know. that with bird boy like i don't know if it's just the equipment that he uses but there's always like that like signature but bird boy yeah. like taste like i don't know it's just it's weird it's weird, it's just, but I'll, it, it's neat. I like it. I don't know if it's just like the grain or whatever the malt that he usually goes with, or if it's like the water. Yeah. Or, uh, All the above. All the above. <laughs> All right. Let's take a sip. Wow. That's bitter. Mm -hmm. That's an old fashioned. Well, a little bit newer. About a month past due date. Sucks being in Fort Wayne. Yeah, good old liquor stores. Yeah. But this one has been refrigerated. I bought this one in the refrigerated section, so this one has not been left out like the Gose was. I saw this one at the local Cap and Cork when I was looking for the beer from for Aquaman. Yeah, I was trying to make so many references, and I kept seeing the Sun King face. I'm like, Sun King, King, Sun King, Route. Wait, was Route? No, he was a sun god. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a great connection. <laughs> I wasn't even perfect. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. So you can't, you nailed it with Sun King and Triton. <laughs> just couldn't find Triton. You just couldn't find. It was hard <laughs> to find Triton. This is interesting. It takes me back to like our first few episodes where we had the first styles IPA. I mean, this is what IPAs originally were. Mm -hmm. um, it's not as bitter as I thought. It's definitely got more of that 
piney, grassy taste to it, which is what drove me away from IPAs in the first place. Mm-hmm. I know they're growing more on SAF than me, but you throw the hazy, juicy, fruit juice, all that type of stuff thrown into the IPAs, and then I'm all over it. Yeah. But these hoppier styles, though the classic IPA is, I'm not a big fan. But this, I think, is subdued enough. It's not as hoppy. For 70 IBUs, it's not like I'm clamoring to eat something to get rid of the bitterness out of my mouth. I mean, it's there, but it's not overpowering. I think it's a pretty good blend. Yeah, you're right about the piney and the grassy, a little bit earthy. This was before the IPAs got real big on mouthfeel and started adding like a bunch of fruit and citrus. Um, it's just pretty regular hop, you know. They, yeah. It's just pretty traditional hops that they used. I wonder if it's just single hopped with whatever. They don't I, do a very good job explaining what they did. Because they said American hops, but American I, don't, hops, I don't know yeah. if that's like a blend of something. A blend of like... Or is it a particular Cascade hop? Cascade or yeah. some co. But I think it's not too bad. No. This came in a six-pack that was shipped up here in cans, obviously, as we mentioned. So I have no problem going back and drinking a few more of these. Definitely yeah. out of that, that case. So you wouldn't be disappointed if you pick up those of you outside of the greater Indy area. Um, I'm sure they ship to all parts of Indiana around here. Definitely worthwhile to go pick one of these up. Mm-hmm. I would think. So if I if I were to pair this, if I do, a, I'm gonna do a pails pairing. Oh, a preview right of a pails pairing. Yeah, this is gonna. I, this only happens every couple episodes, but I would, I would like this with um, maybe some like prime rib. Ooh. <laughs> now you got me hungry, pal. Yeah, some prime rib, you know. Pale's like, prime rib. Some vegetables or something. I mean, mashed potatoes. I don't Ooh. Know. See, I picture myself drinking this one. As light as this one is, and it's not too hoppy, this would be a nice spring beer. Sitting outside on the patio, taking in the nice warmer weather, get the grill out for the first time, cooking up those steaks, and, you know, sitting outside and taking in the new too. season. Do, yeah, do steak. With this? Yeah. Well, you said prime rib, prime so rib. I was doing... Yeah, yeah, kind of one and the same. Steak cut of some a sort. A steak cut, yeah. Yeah. Um, just, like, you know, when I fire up the grill, like, for the first time in, like, yep. summer, it's like, I always, me and Kayla, we always want to do steak. Like, a steak and a baked potato. Yep. And like, a vegetable. And I think this would be, like, a perfect pairing. There that. you go. Because I, honestly, I think the, the haze, the hazy ones are going to start to die down. I mean, I just yeah. think... They'll, they'll get old pretty quick, I think. Mm-hmm. They'll still be there. Like, there'll be one or two staple ones. Like, two Toms, he's not getting rid of his anytime soon because he keeps putting them out. Yeah. But, but I think the milkshake IPAs will still be around for a while. I think there's still a lot more that they can do with those. Yeah. So, that'll change. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what the old right beer has here. An overall score of 62. Yikes. Not, not that great. 44 style. A uh, 3.31 out of 5 and only 18 rankings on here. Um, decent balance on malt and hops aroma. Big hops up front and on the finish. Light grapefruit underneath. Pale! Oh. And into the aftertaste. Decently clean mouthfeel. Oh, my. Did you write this? Oh, I totally did. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Is your name Geek Limit? Because that's really weird because that reminds me of you. <laughs> that was creepy. I just read your ranking right there. 
shit. <laughs> I have to change it up now. So it looks like from most of the ratings that I'm seeing on here that people are thinking it's a basic IPA. Medium body, fresh hoppy finish. It's a nice, solid, strong IPA. Mm-hmm. Nothing too fancy about it. Like, really, I mean, I would probably put this in the same category as, like, their Osiris mm-hmm. Pale Ale. Okay. You know, maybe this one is a little bit more hoppy. Yeah. True, like, like a true IPA, I yeah, think. I think that the Osiris is maybe more of, like, a 30 to 40 IBU. Yeah. Do you have anything on Untapped? If not, I'll go to... Untapped yeah. is, uh, it's got 3.69 out of 4,900 ratings. Three friends have tried this. Chris Leland, our best friend. Oh, Mr. Gong. Hanging at Sun King and having a flight. Starting with this. It's pretty nice. A little grassy, but still pretty good. Hmm. And uh, Christian D gave it a 3.5. I don't know where he found me. Doug. Doug Edgar. 3.5. Nothing amazing, but gets the job done. Solid entry. Christian D, yeah, I think you friend requested all of us. You maybe listened to that episode where we promoted ourselves. Nah, maybe. I've had quite a few people. Yeah. I got quite a few people from Indy that are following me on Untapped. Shout out to all of you if you actually listen to this. Um, but I have no idea who you are, and you friend requested me. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> I'm like, I have friends. I know. it's so. I've been getting a couple more Untapped friends. I don't know if it's like when Dustin put that thing on Twitter was like, follow the geeks. Yeah, it could be something like that. And then maybe they just kind of found her untapped. Cause when I went down um, for Kyle's diaper party thing, when Saf and I were down there, I'm standing in Kyle's kitchen and I got a friend request from some girl that was at the bar that we were at and I didn't talk to her. So I have no idea who she was. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, this is neat. So I don't know. It was weird. And I think Dustin was the only one that had the drink and geek out stuff on. So maybe she followed us all on there. But it was me, not him, that she ended up following. So I'm like, "Uh, Hmm. okay, cool. Neat. Neat. (laughs) I'll take it. All right. Beer Advocate, the BA score, coming in at a very good ranking at 3.84 out of 5 out of 20 ratings. Um, lovely kind of local IPA, bold flavors, nice body and feel, crisp finish. So many IPAs taste the same. This one has a unique character that was worth trying for show. Wow. Yeah, pretty much what we said. The lingering IPA, old school flavors, old school IPA flavors, uh, muted copper color, persistent white head. Fairly citrusy on the nose, pretty much muted. Bready and biscuity. Biscuits. Bready and biscuity? That's what they were saying. Some grapefruit and orange. So a little bit of citrus. So with American hops, I would imagine there'd be some citra hops in there. Is what it sounds like as well. My phone is going crazy right now. <laughs> it's the untapped app is just like going berserk. You have so many friend requests right now. I know that. It's just, we're recording it's, live. Everyone's like, they just keep coming in and coming in and Slow down. All right, caller one, you're on the air. Hello, is this pair? <laughs> Holy shit! My phone is like going berserk. <laughs> it's like I don't know, maybe the grease on my fingertips. <laughs> so greasy. <laughs> All right, let's try this one one more time. Nope, it's not gonna work. 
I just have to close the whole app. You have to delete everything. Start over from scratch. I'm going to have to do a factory reset. <laughs> factory reset. This is going to take a little while. <laughs> Silly iPhones. Oh, what the hell? Okay. I can't rate it right now. Well, we officially have to cancel the show. He'll <laughs> so, not do his ranking without so time. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Thanks in. for listening. <laughs> I hope you got what you wanted out of uh, Krypton. <laughs> show is over. <laughs> All right. As Pale leaves, I guess I'll finish the episode alone. <laughs> I am giving this one, since my app is working, <laughs> a 3.75. Um, I'm not a big fan of the classic style IPAs to begin with. This is why I'm more of the stout porter guy. Um, but this is a good enough blend that I could easily drink the rest of these. And it's not leaving my mouth overly hoppy because I know some of these older style IPAs, somebody would just pour hop after hop after hop in it and it would just leave your mouth a bitter mess. And that lingering bitterness would just stay with you for so long that it would be overly hopped. But this is blended well enough that, you get a little bit of that citrus sweetness up front and the lingering hops. It doesn't set with me um, to the point like I need to go eat something and get this awful taste out of my mouth. So a very decent, there's nothing too special about it. It's just a good down home, classic, local, great IPA that you could easily drink a lot of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was going to give this a three and a half, but my, my app was just going crazy. I think my phone, I'm going to have to throw my phone away, I think. Or maybe... <laughs> factory a, reset. Factory reset it. Um, so, yeah, three and a half. Pretty much agree with everything you said. It's kind of back to when IPAs didn't get so juicy and fruity and all so that. So juicy. Um, I, do, I do like the, the piney, grassy tones to it. Um. I d this would be really good with food, I think. Mm -hmm. Just that's why I gave that pairing earlier. Um, but yeah, I it was good. Nothing special. Just pretty straightforward IPA. That's like perfect. Works for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you calmed down and you decided to stay. So uh, <laughs> we can get back to Krypton here after we finish off our false sun god. Of Sun King. Let's uh, finish talking. Well, I don't want to say finish. I feel like we're just starting this discussion on Krypton. Um, on Krypton. Um, it yeah, would be nice if of... we were live on Krypton and actually talking on right. the planet. That'd be cool. Um, but I just lost my turn of thought. So let's just flip it over to Pale. And he's going to walk through. Oh, spoiler alert. I guess if you really want to watch the show. But then again, I don't know where you're going to find it. I don't know if like Hulu or anybody's carrying it. Nope, not. Yeah, not so it's pretty neat. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, so I guess we're just going to go through a little bit episode by episode. Pell, give us a brief recap. I'll try to give my two cents on it and not get overly talking, but right. who knows? No promises. So I'll be like the play-by-play -play guy, and you can be like the color commentator. The, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> the 20 to the 25. <laughs> the 25. Guy who's oh, and he's down. And then, then you can go ahead and jump in with something. He fell time. down because he tripped. <laughs> That's a football move. Sir. All right, so I'll run through some of the uh, season synopsises. Is that what you call it? 
Just sure. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Episode synopsis. Episode one, the pilot. Superman's grandfather, Seg L, learns Krypton is in danger of being destroyed so that his future grandson will never be born. So uh, we kind of hit a little bit on that, that um, Seg L. Um, wait. Oh, yeah. So the L family so, learned that from his grandfather. So they didn't recap. Uh, who, what's grandpa's name? Val L. Val L. So Val L was sentenced to death in Seg L for betraying Krypton, for betraying the people. Betraying like their, um, their ways. But he said rules. there are, yeah, there is an imminent danger coming. He, mm-hmm. he saw Brainiac coming. Some type of alien force that was out there that was coming towards the planet. I drank that beer too fast. And he said, um, no, the planet said, no, we don't believe in aliens, which was basically just complete horseshit that they don't believe in aliens, that they're the, you know, the one true place. And Rao says it's not true. So therefore you have been sentenced. So Vex, um, who we'll hear about a little bit later, sentences um, Val-El to death where he kind of falls off outside the dome and little Seg, who's like, what, seven or five years old or whatever. As he watches his grandfather plummet to his death um, at that moment. So that where Seg L learns and then it goes into the future. And that's where he learns that his future grandson where um, time traveler Adam Strange comes in and he says, um, you know, we got to save your future grandson. He's the best savior in the whole universe or whatever. Yeah. So he learns about Superman. Mm -hmm. Episode two, House of L. After suffering a tragedy, Seg must adjust to a new life, a new rank, and a new threat. Very good. So the ranking system is just like any other economic system in any other type of society. You have your upper class, middle class, lower class, basically. Um, so the rankless are the lowest of the low, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And because they have no ranking, so you're just like slaves poor people living on the street, like the poverty, um, yeah, the poverty trying to like fight just to survive. Yeah. And then what, what's the upper class called? I couldn't remember the higher society. Is it, I want to say the guild. No, the gilded, the guilds, they're the, the warriors. I would have to look it up. Okay. Anyway, they're upper class, upper class. Um, I think seg seg was somewhere in the middle and they found out that parents were, conspiring to continue grandpa's work they were told not to do anything else with grandpa's work or something along those lines but they found out that they were continuing i think that's what happened and then mom and dad were brought before the court too and then they were killed or was their house blew up i forget which one was it it was the first one they were killed they were killed okay i might be thinking ready player one not somebody's house blew up on that Um, yes (laughs) i just saw that movie a few days ago yeah we just saw that okay yeah the house did blow up and yeah wrong movie uh show so the yeah they were killed and seg was stripped of his rank he was stripped of his name which was dick move and he he was like no longer to be called an l like you're stripped of your ranking you're stripped of your name because l's are obviously evil people that Mm -hmm. are trying to do all this so seg's trying to figure that out his new life um as a rankless and without his name to be known as an l which of course is you will should all know and if you don't the superman symbol is the house of l that's the symbol of l the l family 
even though it's an S. It looks like an S to us, but in Kryptonian, <laughs> apparently it means E-L-L. L, so yeah. He was stripped of that off his shirt, so he couldn't wear his family crest, his family album anymore, which was pretty sad. Yeah. So episode three, the Rankless Initiative. During a military crackdown on Seg's home district, Seg and Adam Strange race to find a deadly sentry. So there was an uprising in the ranklessness, the, the rankless people, and they suspect to be part of the terrorist group, which is known as Black Zero. Um, and they're the rebellious group that's going against the high society, saying that Krypton belongs to the people. We need to get rid of our ranking system, give the power back to the people, not this Rao God, not any of you, the high class. We're all Kryptonian. We need to come together. So they're the true rebels. So they were suspecting, the military came down, they were suspecting this um, rebellion with the people. I believe that's where a couple of the military officers, that one girl just beat up somebody. Mm-hmm. You rankless scum and shot and killed. And then um, the daughter of, oh, what's her name? The Zod girl. Lyda. Lyda, thank Lida you. Lyda, yeah. um, which I think this is where we find out that there's a love interest between her and Seg. That, yeah. like, they love each other, and Lyda does what she can to help Seg through all of this. And this is where Lyda gets herself in trouble, I think, and where she's put into court because the girl testifies against her, the one who killed the Rankless, saying that she went and broke rules. So this is where the whole confusion came from. And her mother was so disappointed in her. We're a Zod family. We don't do yeah. all this kind of stuff and that mm-hmm. bullshit. We're better than this. We don't have feelings. We don't have emotions. Yeah. So I remember that. And then what Adam and Seg were trying to find was this little sentry. I think that was the thing that Brainiac sent down. Weren't they trying to find that little piece? And that's where that lady, the woman, found it. And that's where she got infected with the Brainiac thing. The little girl's mom. Oh, hang with me here, pal. Let's trying. Res- it's been a long time. Do you remember the little? What's the little girl's name? Little girl's name? Yeah. The you, blonde one? Yeah. Oh, Nisa. Nisa, thank you. Yeah, Nisa you didn't Vex. write her down in our character list. That's here. right. I was thinking way younger. No, no. Nisa My Vex's dad? mom, where yeah, she Nisa got. Vex. Yeah, I think that's what they were looking to find was that sentry to try to to figure all that stuff out. I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. That. Makes sense that it's coming back a little bit to me. Yeah. So we're in episode four. That was, yeah, that was so three. So we're on three four. And four. The Episode four, the world of Rao. Seg is approached by a Black Zero leader as Rao finds a scapegoat for the failed Rankless Initiative. Very good. So the Rankless Initiative was to round them all up. and But of course, then that's where that girl ended up killing one. And the whole battle between Lyda and her. And so this is where she gets blamed for it. Lyda does and imprisoned and she's pretty much sentenced to death at that point because the other girl um, said, yeah, I saw her do this. And she was the one that said, no, go against orders. And then Seg, he finds his way out and he's approached by that Black Zero leader. Um, I don't think he really gave a name, did he? At that point, we find out who he is later, but. He's just known as the unforeseen leader mm, of yeah. We don't get the name Black until, Zero. I think a little bit, a couple episodes later. Yeah. So Seg finds his way. Okay, now I'm with Black Zero, taking down the system. What's happening here and that whole thing? Episode five. Episode five. The House of Zod. 
Jaina grapples with her torn loyalties as Seg fights for survival within the heart of Black Zero. Very good. So Jaina here, she is um, the commander, I believe, of the army. She's Mamazad and her daughter. No, is that right? Yeah, Lida's mother, Jaina. Okay, Jaina, yeah, Jaina is the mom. Lida, yeah. Okay, I thought Jaina and Lida. Okay, so Jaina, mom, Jaina, she, yep. she's struggling because this is my daughter, and now I have to be the one to kill her and sentence her to death because I don't believe her because she turned her back on this initiative, mm -hmm. and, and she, she's like, whatever, mom, you don't believe me. Um, and we hear a little, or we see more of the backstory with the House of Zod. We see her because she did the same thing growing up, her and her brother, mm. um, where they were sent out on their mission and her, their father, her dad, gave her the little Zod symbol and said, you know, you keep this. And um, they went out to survive together. But then brother wanted to do something else. She goes, no, let's keep pushing. He goes, no, this is stupid. Let's take the oxygen masks and get back home. And she goes, no. So he tries to kill her saying, sorry, but I need your oxygen so I can make it back home. And then he she ends up flipping around and ends up shooting her brother and leaving her him for dead. I don't know if you remember that or not, but she put the mask on and said, I'm finishing this mission. So she did as he was sitting there dying, saying, don't leave me. You can't leave me. Come back. Yeah, and then of... she's she's grippling with that emotion. So she comes back to her dad and said, good, I'm glad he's dead. You're the one I believed in and be like, you must turn off your emotions to wow. be a Zod. You must, yeah. you know, the mission comes first. Krypton comes first. And mm -hmm. and so she's suppressed those emotions her whole life. So now she's like, this is my one and only daughter. Do I save her? Because she was torn then. She didn't believe her father. You could tell that at that moment. So that's where the House of Zod comes in. As she's grappling with her torn loyalties. Do I do the mission or do I save my daughter? Mm -hmm. And Seg, the Black Zero guy, he has this weird bug that like crawls up his nose or something. And oh, like yes. goes into his I brain. Because he goes, I need the information that you know against Brainiac. Because mm -hmm. he knew about Brainiac and said that this is what we need to stop. Is Brainiac's um, coming and taking over our planet. And not, you know, the whole Vex versus the rankless and all that type of ridiculous civil war that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. So Seg tries to escape through all that. So episode six, mm -hmm. Civil Wars. Seg is faced with an impossible choice that will shape the L legacy and the fate of the universe. This is where Adam Strange comes in and reveals the identity of who the black zero leader is. And this was, this floored me when I first heard it. This is where I started getting more interested in the show. Yeah. Cause those first few episodes that were just kind of like me, it was kind of background drag, story. Cause you didn't know the characters, along, yeah. but they developed a little bit more. And definitely these last five or six episodes were so much better. Yeah. So the leader of black zero was revealed to be who panel general Zod general Zod <laughs> from the future of the future. So here's the time travel again. So Zod came back in time to try to save Krypton because it's all about Krypton. And Adam's saying, whoa, what are you doing? No, this guy is Superman's public enemy number one. Yeah. Like, he's been trying to kill Superman for years. You can't believe him. And so Seg's torn like, do I listen to this guy, Adam, or do I now listen to Zod? This is so weird. This is bizarre. And it got really funky because Lida was there. And then we find, well, eventually... Lida finds out that Zod is her general Zod is her son and that's her mother and then he meets grandmother and it's just like this whole weird well who's my father well I don't know my you told me never told me anything about my father uh -huh. blah, blah, blah. and as a side note it's weird everybody's British apparently on Krypton so I don't know why 
So everybody has a British accent. Yeah. Except grandpa, not, grandpa doesn't have a British accent. Not very much, but everyone else tends to have a British like accent. Like Lida and uh, yeah. Jaina. Like they didn't hide the British accent room. No, well. <laughs> it's like, this is bizarre. Why does everybody have a British accent? Yeah. Superman doesn't, but whatever. So episode seven, transformation. After a failed coup, Darren punishes the conspirators. Lida and Dev go in search of Jaina. Okay, so, oh, I think there was another character that was revealed in episode six because we find out the true intentions of Zod and what he wants. He wants to unlock the special door that was made by the L family and the Zod family. It had their combined symbols, and through their combined blood, they could open the sealed door, which contained a doomsday device. So I'm sitting here thinking a most powerful weapon, like this giant laser that can you know, destroy that cannot be destroyed, like a powerful energy sort like a tesseract or something is what I was thinking of. And then when those doors open yeah. at the end of the episode when they finally opened it and it was freaking, freaking doomsday. doomsday. The actual frozen doomsday. Yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> it's doomsday doomsday. Shit, he's gonna murder everybody. Yeah. And you know Because like Zod, nobody has special powers. They just have they're like because they're on the red sun, with, yeah. With weapons and it's just They're like, outmatched. yeah, normal humans. So, but that was an interesting twist to see that Doomsday was created by the Zod and L family at one point in time as a way, but they realized he can't be contained, but he's in a mode of stasis. So technically he's being contained. I don't know. They're very contradictory with themselves with the whole thing. So yeah. I, I need, I feel like I need to do more research on the history of Doomsday. This is why we need like DC people around us that can run a, help us we with need this uh, a little bit more we need brandon brandon back, back yeah he's our dc expert so tell us a little bit more about the origin there's probably multiple origins of doomsday or he was just some random creature yeah. created by the universe i don't know but in this he was created on krypton like in all the like i recently just saw the death of superman the the new animated series mm -hmm. and he literally was just like come from like a different like in space he come from like a different galaxy and was on a ship that crashed into Earth, and he had like all this like this suit of armor mm -hmm. on. So it doesn't really show like like why he was sent or who sent him, and uh, and then like the all the armor and the face mask stuff rips off, and it's like there's uh, Doomsday, and he has like all the alien looking face, and like the had like white hair and like some <laughs> facial hair, and like a Doomsday beard, Doomsday beard, Doomsday <laughs> haircut. So that's where Doomsday came from. So this failed coup that started to rise up. Um, the conspirators are against... Um, who was it? It was Vex. Um, Darren Vex. That's right. Right? Yeah. Darren pushes yeah. punishes the conspirators because he was conspiring to take over the son of Rao, but then we find out that Rao is taken over by Brainiac. So... At this point, he's been Brainiac most of the time that Rao has been infected. Um, so it's basically Brainiac, and all Darren Vex wants is just power to rule Krypton, to rule his city. Um, and Brainiac finds out and says, oh, you're lying. You're trying to kill me and part of the conspirators because Vex got together with Jaina and to try to let's take down the son of Rao and show them that he's a fraud and that we can reclaim the city. So she betrays her vows again. Jaina does to join Vex and his daughter. Um, 
So Darren ends up on top and says, let's punish them. And this is where he does some stupid. He tries to go kill his own daughter. Um, mm-hmm. He goes, I would punish them. And Brainiac says, yes, go do that. And his weird <laughs> Brainiac voice. Um, That's pretty good. To, to go back and kill him or to kill his daughter, um, which was really weird. And she could see it coming a mile away, thankfully. So this is where shit kind of hits the fan. And Light and Dev go in search of Jaina. They find her um, after everything goes down because they all try to escape. And Brainiac then takes starts taking over you know, all the soldiers and everything. And mm-hmm. yeah. So on episode eight, Savage Knight, a resistance movement begins to form to impede the voice of Rao's increasing power and influence. So this is where former enemies, they get together and try to team up and say, let's take down this voice of Rao because he's a fraud and he's controlled by Brainiac. So if we get rid of him, we can convince the people to rise up against Brainiac. We can save the city. But good plan in theory, but... It falls short. They tre- They end up shooting him, but Brainiac can still control the person's body. So his body's like half rotting and falling apart, but mm-hmm. he's still in control. And he's in the whole thing. Um, I guess we didn't set this up. Brainiac's coming. And if you know Brainiac's story, he travels from planet to planet and sit for his collection to collect these cities. So what he was, he was draining the city of its power to bring his ship there. Um, so the city's power was the little pods and how they recreate and procreate on Krypton to create babies. Mm-hmm. So what is the Genesis chamber? Thank yeah. you. Um, the Genesis chamber where he had his little talons and he's sucking all the power out of the babies um, to get power for himself. And then the whole city generator, the dome that protects the city from the cold um, that he was using that power eventually to power his ship, to bring the ship, to collect the city, and to become part of his collection. So that's what they were trying to race against, and that's what Brainiac was doing. So, side note. Okay. And so, episode, episode nine, nine, called Hope. Seg must decide if he is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice in service of the greater good of Kandor. I'm trying to think what his sacrifice was. That's a terrible synopsis for that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, crap. As I have episode 10 fresh in my mind, because we literally were just watching it before this. So Yeah. We can jump ahead. Yeah, so long story short, um, making the ultimate sacrifice, I think, um, do we... Do we save people? Does he go forward and take on Brainiac himself? Or, you know... How, how do they go about saving the city is basically it. Um, and at this point, he had a falling out with Strange. He sided with Zod, General Zod, this time to save the city. And Adam says, no, this has to happen. Because if you know the history of Superman, um, that this was already part of the history that Brainiac came and took Kandor. And once you take Kandor, it destabilized the planet. And that's why Krypton was going to blow up. And that set the stage for the blowing up the planet and Superman leaving to come to Earth. Mm-hmm. So this part of history had to happen. Adam thought it didn't, but then he realized, oh, no, this does have to happen so the planet can blow up so Superman can come to Earth. So Adam, at that yeah. point, sounds like a bad guy now saying, no, you have to let your planet die. And it's like, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to save my planet. It's, it's like, like we had to idiot. stick the timeline here. Yeah. So Adam sacrifices himself to go back to the future to to save um seg 
and Ken, 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 the bar owner, because um, the little blonde girl said, you must be purified in fire or, or something. One must be in fire to be purified. And so she <laughs> blows herself up and like, oh, Brainiac could blow her up. So that poor little girl dies. Um, but Adam saves them. So Seg's now torn thinking I was yelling at Adam. He was my friend and, you know, he's done so much for us. And But Adam didn't die. He had a little shield and he just transported to the future. And we come to find out that in his future, he's back on Earth and everybody's in this stasis form. Like their eyes are moving, but nobody can move. And as we find out in episode 10, you give us the synopsis. I'll episode continue. 10, Seg races to save his city from being taken over as the bottling of Candor begins. Very good. So the he starts to bottle them up and they try to make their final stand against Brainiac. But then they realize they can't. So they take everybody out of the city. Um Zod wants to just release Doomsday. He doesn't care because it's going to defeat Brainiac and it will save and then we'll figure out what to do with Doomsday later. It's like, no, Doomsday will kill you all Yes, because <laughs> none of you have power enough no, to stop him. No, you're hopeless. So Seg tried to take Doomsday away, which was stupid, and pulled him out of his stasis form to stop him from Zod getting him. Um, but then they realize, oh, he's unstable. He's going to wake up eventually. It's like, dun, dun, dun. What the <laughs> hell do you think is going to happen? You unplugged him from the wall and stole yeah. him. <laughs> oh, this ancient technology. We don't know how this works. He's well, it's not now. that old. He's plugged in somewhere. Yeah. If you unplug him, he's going to unthaw. He's going to unthaw. Yeah, he's <laughs> Common gonna... sense. Uh, so that part was pretty stupid. On it's Yeah, whatever. Um, and then we also find out, which was really weird, between episode 9 and 10, that Seg is the father of General Zod. You didn't get that part? Oh my gosh, Pale, I feel like you're listening to me teach you now. Um, you are. Um, you're, you're... So Seg is Zod's father because Lyda, their love affair that they have, I don't know when they hook up, but um, there's a few instances that they showed something, but that Zod is Seg's, or Seg is Zod's father because Lyda's his mother. Because when he cut his blood, he goes, I only need my own blood. I found out real quick. He goes, I put two and two together the way I see you two look at each other. And he dropped his blood because you need the blood of an L and the blood of a Zod to open the door to Doomsday. That's why when he just cut his own hand and put it on, the door opened. He goes, you are my father because I have the blood of both of you in me. Oh and it's like, oh, shit. But the dude's black. Seg's definitely white. And so I'm like, ah, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> That like definitely weird. mom's dominant genes there. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know how they that is could get away with that. that off. But yeah. it could be something different. Honestly, I don't know if that's the full truth. Maybe it's something else along the lines. I don't know because this is changing the timeline. It's not a true origin story. It's screwing up the origin story because of like the said, time General travel. Because like you said, comes from the future. Yeah. So he's going to be like, so he's, he looks older than Seg and Lyda, but... Yeah. That's expected, and so it's very well much possible. Yeah, I feel. Like. But he doesn't look like Seg at all. But no, I mean, so that's why I'm like, this is interesting. How does this? Because yeah, I feel like yeah, there's more to it than just, and maybe we're missing something. Yeah, but we also find out Zod talks, of course, about the Phantom Zone where he was locked up. So at Superman locked him up, and he eventually escaped that. But while he was in the Phantom Zone, he realized that Seg's grandfather Val El was still alive. 
that he sent himself to the Phantom Zone when he, or in the first episode where he fell off the cliff and they killed him, mm. he transported himself into the Phantom Zone. So he's, yes, your grandfather's still alive and we need him. So he goes back to the Phantom Zone with the device to pull Val-El back. And Zod comes up with this idea because he's seen the future. And Val-El finally agrees and said, this has to happen. And all the future is Brainiac wins. There's no way to stop him. So um, Zod comes in and says, well, let's offer Brainiac, this man who has seen the future, to take his brain versus to spare the city. So we see Zod in his desperation to say, I'm willing to sacrifice everything. You can have the whole universe. I don't care. I just want my home planet because I'm a Zod and I'm a Kryptonian because <laughs> right. he's an idiot. Um, so they bring him back and then that's where we have this little trickery and Zod has no idea about it. And Seg tricks and gives fake hologram grandpa and they get Brainiac to step on and he turns on the Phantom Zone and sucks Brainiac into the Phantom Zone, which is really weird because um, I don't think that's the true Brainiac. He's he's more of a mind like he could create separate bots. I don't know. Yeah, was, that was it, I wasn't a big fan of that, but he sucked him in and his little tentacles came out and then he grabbed Seg, Seg and took and... Seg up into the Phantom Zone. So now Seg is gone mm -hmm. and grandpa is still there and he goes, what am I to do? And then Zod's like. No, you can't bring your grandson back. And he shoots the computer and shuts it down saying, no, it's over. And yeah. we look over at Superman's cape that Adam brought in the first episode and said, it's slowly disappearing unless we change the timeline. So we see very quickly it was about ready to run out. And then when they sent Brainiac as he was getting sucked up, that like the, cape um, the cape came back, comes back to Superman length and it was back mm -hmm. to normal. And then once he was sucked up and the computer was shot, they look over at the cape and it the symbol of the house of L turns of, yeah. into the house of Zod. Zod. Yep. So it's like, oh shit. Oh, gosh. And then three months later, Zod's in charge of the planet. Brainiac ship crashes and everything and blows up or whatever. I don't know what happened, but we get to see the signature kneel before Zod. Kneel before Zod, yeah. Yep. And he takes over the planet. And then that's where we realize when Adam's future on Earth, he goes to where Superman's statue is. And the statue changes into Zod with his little Zod stance. Oh. And he's the one that rules Earth. So it really changed all of the timeline. So now it's all fudged up. It's Yeah, it's good thing there's a plenty of years to get things right. Yeah. So I like it by that aspect because it kind of changes and they have this creative world to do anything. But that's what time travel does. I mean, you can screw up so many timelines and, you know, try to figure all this stuff out. Right. So I hope Saf sees this one day so we can talk about it because that mm -hmm. would be fun. Get his thoughts on it. But uh, Pale, I'm I'm famished. We're, I'm completely out of beer. I'm out of breath. I'm, I, I, and yeah, out, of out of breath. Mouthfeel. I need more beer. I need to. Yeah, I'm gonna help you drink this this next one. So I'm gonna go get the beer ready, and while I do that, why don't you tell people to listen to the Hopped Up Network? Yep. Listen to the Hopped Up Network. Here's a promo, and then we'll be jumping into our out beer. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Talking Point, a topic that invites discussion or argument. Drinking Points, topics that invite discussion about local history over a cold beer. Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Troy. And we are Drinking Points, a history podcast brewed for your enjoyment. Join us as we discuss history and brews from Buffalo, New York, and beyond. Find us on the Hopped Up Network.
All right, we are back with our out beer, and we decided to go with Revolution Brewing Company. I know we've had a few things from them before. Saf and I have done a series. They have a couple different series that they release, what, maybe once a year, called the, like the League of Heroes. Yep. Um, so this is like version pack five. Five. So they're already in the f- number five on their I series. I think when Saf and I, on a previous episode um, that we did, we had version two, I want to say. It was the second one. So there's been quite a few that have come out. Mm-hmm. So what they do is that they rotate a few staple beers in there, like the anti-hero or something else that they have in there. Um, and then they, I think they introduce in this variety pack, like two new ones. So mm-hmm. as we were sitting here deciding what beer could we have that would connect with Superman as an out beer? And what did we find? We found El Dorado Hero. The house of El Dorado. The house of El Dorado spelled the same way. Yep. But, uh, what that is, a, uh, making a connotation to, of course, is the El Dorado hops. So the El Dorado Hero is an American IPA coming in at 7.2% ABV and 70 IBUs. So pretty bitter and pretty potent, actually. The hops that are included in here, of course, El Dorado and Citra and Cascade. So hopefully we'll have a nice Citra taste to it. It is a limited release, as I said, available in 12-ounce cans in this variety pack. And I'm assuming you can find it on draft in um, their store. So it says, The continuing expedition for the perfect hops has uncovered a new wonder, the gold-veined Eldorado hop and its pear watermelon, stone fruit, and citrus flavor bounty. Whoa. Hmm. Interesting. I like pears. I do. I like stone that. fruit. I've had stone fruit. Watermelon. I don't like. I don't like it. I don't, yeah, watermelon in a beer. It no. just hasn't been working for me. Nope. So that's an interesting uh, description here. So this one and the cashmere hero mm-hmm. are the two new ones. Okay. So cashmere is that maybe a hop? A cashmere hop. Cashmere hop. Yeah. Something. And I, I think anti heroes in the pack. And there's a fourth one that I can't remember. It might have been Amarillo Hero or something. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Because I think that's the one that that's we had. one of the popular ones. Yeah. Saf and I, I think, have had that one before. Mm-hmm. All right. So with these Hero series, what's really cool is that on the can, they come up with their own um, different superhero for each one. And every superhero has a hop head. Um, so if you look on all the boxes and all the different cans, everyone has a different design superhero with a hop head. And this one looks like lightning coming out of his fist. He kind of looks like a Greek hero. He does. He's got like a toga. A little toga going on. Some like bracelets. Yeah, he definitely looks like a Greek god of some yeah, sort. Yeah, with shooting lightning. I don't think he'd be like Zeus, maybe. I'm not sure. But if you look in the background, it has one of those little um, ziggurats. Like the old pyramid style. Oh, it kind of looks from South America. Uh-huh. So maybe he's some type of South American deity. Maybe it's some, like maybe where El Dorado hops are come from. Like maybe the part of that Oh, yeah, hop. from El Dorado, duh. Yeah. yeah the Legend of El Dorado. Ah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm losing it. So, yeah, the Legend of El Dorado, Dorado. uh, where the city of gold, right? El Dorado. Yeah. So a nice gold can. Now it all makes sense. Oh, my gosh. God, I'm stupid. Okay. No, no, I have a history degree. I'm stupid. (laughs) So 
Um, Get your shit together. <laughs> this is what happens after we record multiple episodes of beer. Um, the nice golden can, as you can see, well, you can't, we can. Um, the nice golden can all the way around, so it's pretty cool. It fits their regular series. And I think with that, the beer itself is actually very golden as well, so it goes quite well. It fits well together. The little revolution brewing with the fist holding the wheat or the hop or whatever, as you can see there in the corner. It was, you he's see holding it? what? I think it's holding a oh, the, stalk the logo. of wheat. Yeah, the logo. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a little wheat in his it hand. It has a star on the back. Yep, the Revolution Brewing mm-hmm. out of Chicago. Chicago. Gabersh. <laughs> so anyway. So yeah, I like the can. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It really fits this series. I love this series because um, I'm a, a real fan of all their different IPA flavors because each one of these hops it creates its own unique flavor. And mm-hmm. every IPA you go to, everyone's like, oh, a fistful of hops. Let's just throw every freaking hop known to mankind and throw it all into one IPA. And you can taste a, it all. I'm like, horrible. no. I hate that. I like how these guys are taking a particular hop and sitting with it to see we need to find the perfect hop, not just yeah. throw a bunch of shit together and brew it and say, oh, look, it's a mixed IPA. Mm-hmm. Quit so. trying to make like the perfect beer and just like try to make the perfect beer for that hop. Like, yeah. You know. Don't get too crazy experimental wise. Just, you know, find out what works and then yeah. go from there. So speaking of the color, we said is pretty golden in color. I think this one's pretty gold. But when you hold it up over here, there's definitely an orange hint to it. I think this one's a little darker than what we just had with the Sun King. I was, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking a little lighter. A little lighter for this one? Oh. Our colors are off, pal. I know. I'm. I might have a little bit of color blindness. <laughs> I don't know. This one looks a little green. This is a little green. <laughs> green is this and algae red. beer. It's pretty Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> so you think lighter than BB-8 than where we just were? Well, okay. Uh, or do you want to go a click up? No, let's go a little bit darker. I think you're right. Okay. Now that I'm looking at these little color palettes... I think we need to look at either like 11 or 12. Do you think it's a little bit darker maybe? No, I, I would agree. Well, let's go with 12. 12. I don't think we've ever done 12 on the show. <laughs> ben Grimm. Ben Grimm. Or the thing. Brian's Toyota Supra. Ben Grimm is the thing, right? The thing, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know his real name. I'm like, I thought he yep. was just the thing from the Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, 12 is a good, real good fit. And that's good. That works with me. Mm-hmm. What's it smell like, pal? Get that watermelon. Mm, I smell the pear more than the watermelon. Some citra, a little pear. A little pear. Hmm. We get a little hint of orange. As the audience at home can hear us all sniffing. <laughs> oh, the smell. Oh, mix it up. You can the stone fruit comes in. You know what a stone fruit t- smells like? Yeah. Some type of fruit there. I don't, I can't say, I think I've had one stone fruit in my life and I have no I'm, idea what it I'm tastes gonna like. I'm going to assume so. stone fruit because it does, it smells more Because it was now. in the description. Yeah, it was in the description. It's persuading my, my thoughts. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Dustin's on our page right now. <laughs> on the geek one? Yeah, he's on drinking geek out. And he's on the color palette one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he must be on here with us. 
We should start a live chat. We should. We should get him on Send the him phone. a picture and be like, hey, Dustin, what do you think about this beer? Is he ready to taste it? Yeah, let's taste it. All right. Do you get that dry finish? That dryness yeah. at the end? Yeah, that's weird. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> kind of it's like so juicy up front, but it, it dries. And it dries, quickly. yeah. Like all the way down your throat. And then it sticks in your mouth a little bit. A little juicy aftertaste, a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. I can see where the 70 IBUs come in. Hmm. Uh-oh. This must be too new because I do not see Eldorado Hero on rate beer. It is very new. It was just canned December 8th, I think. Structures? Eldorado IPA? That doesn't look right. Eldorado Brewing Company. Yeah, it's not showing up here. Well, Beer Advocate is. I'll jump over to that. That works. Eldorado Hero, coming in at a very good ranking of 3.89 out of 5 for the BA score. Couple notes on here. Pours golden with nice clarity. Bubbles racing upwards. Fluffy white head. The falls leaving a nice retention and sticky lacing. Oh, wow. What am I reading? The aromas are floral, (laughs) along with some hints of citrus, some fresh bread and crackers. Malts are there. Flavors are floral and citric. Some lemon and grapefruit, lots of fresh grass, freshly cut from my lawnmower. Moderate bitterness, malts do their thing without dominating. Finishes dry. Good catch, pal. Mm-hmm. You and your mouth feels. I, Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol goes unnoticed. Mouth feels very nice. It is medium bodied with active carbonation. Sharp, fluffy, smooth, and easy to drink. Solid IPA. Not flashy, not too crazy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Untapped, 3.75 out of 1,300 ratings. One friend tried this, Doug Edgar, 3.5. Oh, but Doug. I'm getting a lot of the pair, to be honest with you, out of this. It's like, take, yeah, I can the, taste it. take the last beer, maybe like tone down the hops or the bitterness a little bit, add some pear, and it's this is the beer that you get. Yeah, there's definitely something sticking out there, whether it's stone fruit, prayer, (laughs) pear, or I I don't know about the watermelon. The only association with watermelon is that juiciness up front, like when you bite into watermelon, it's just pure water. Mm -hmm. That's what I get with the explosion of these fruity flavors in that first sip, but it's so weird for it finishing so dry after that first blast on the mouthfeel, but to, to dry so finish like that, it's a little bit bizarre. Bizarre not isn't a negative thing. It's just different. I've never experienced that before. Usually when something's juicy, it kind of sits with you like more the the hazy IPAs that I enjoy so much. But the, it just dry finish. It's like. It's just like oh, it's there also. It's there and gone. Yeah. I would like to know if the they use like a watermelon extract or like, like or if it's like the hop. The hop that um, they use just has like a watermelon that's kind of like grown with like a watermelon flavor. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I need to, I need to taste watermelon again. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been like, 12 years. It's the whole grapefruit thing. Like, <laughs> he got grapefruit on the brain. Yeah. This watermelon tastes like grapefruit too. I don't <laughs> know what's so, real anymore. They're so grapefruity. <laughs> oh, pale. Oh, is it even on here? On untapped? Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Eldorado dash hero. hero. 
I found it. All right, I'll go ahead and start. I think you've started in the past few times here. Um, I went ahead and gave this one a four. Just straight four. I love the explosion up front of the fruit that I still can't place, whatever it may be. Um, the explosion of fruit, it's just a very wet mouthfeel and just there's a lot happening. A punch in the mouth and boom, it's here and then boom, it's gone. As soon as it's there, it's like gone with that dry finish. But it's not really a negative thing because it just makes me want to drink more. Because I like that initial flavor up front. So I look forward to every sip that I take that I know the more I put into my mouth, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it, but it's gone. Oh, now I want more. Yeah. So it's kind of like creating this little addiction like to get that front flavor back every time mm -hmm. you take a sip, which is pretty, pretty good for me, but it just, it kind of falls flat and it just, it does leave you wanting more. It's not like you sit back, you sip it, you drink it, and then ah, you're satisfied and be like, Oh, now I want another sip. It's just like you're chasing something as you continue to drink this one. So that's why I gave it a four. Definitely would drink it again. I might go out and get a pack of these heroes cause I, I, I really enjoy the hero series. I Yours. think you can find it at Meyer. Yeah, I've seen it pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got these. Well, I got mine in. I got mine checked in. My app was cooperating, finally. I did a four as well. Hand holding glove. So, same thing. I, I felt like, you know, you're you're chasing something to, like, find more. Like, keep drinking it. Like, keep figuring out, like, okay, what was that? What was that? Like, it's... It's not like, I don't know, it's like not the same every time you drink it. You're, you're noticing something different every time. And I really did enjoy the fruity, uh, citrusy flavor up front. And it's kind of, it was weird how it did get dry like yeah. right at the end. I don't know if that's just a part of the brewing process um, or the part of the fermentation. I don't know. But um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would drink, I would drink this again. All right, so... so with Krypton, oh man, there was just so much to talk about. Sorry if that was all out of order. I would re probably recommend watching the series and then come back and get our takes on it, but definitely listen to us morons babble on about it. <laughs> um, probably not the best. Um, yeah, d please don't. Don't listen to this don't first. Don't listen to this first. But It might turn you off. That's true. <laughs> if you're just here for the beer, then go back and by all means, please listen to that. Um. So season two coming up and the way season one ended. So if this one's coming up here in March of 2019, that we see Zod in charge and they kind of left a little teaser as, you know, all superhero movies do at the end for what's coming next. We see Doomsday waking up and he's pounding on the glass and he's awake and he breaks open his chamber, sticks his head out and roars. It's like... Oh shit! Now what's gonna happen? The future's already changed. Zod's in charge. Does that mean Doomsday is now gonna come out, kill Zod, and then the cape will turn back into Superman? But then we gotta find how Seg gets out of the Phantom Zone without Brainiac, or is he gonna bring Brainiac back? Maybe he'll cut a deal with Brainiac and say, "Get rid of Doomsday," and or is it gonna take go us away. into like a whole other? It's going to take us into the Phantom Zone? That's true. Like, well, I'm sure it will to see what Seg's going on. Seg because what may take like weeks or months or years or, you know, a decade will go by in the Phantom Zone when only a few seconds pass here on Krypton. So true. when he went to go find 
um, Val-El, when Zod went to go find him, he goes, I could be gone weeks, months, but for you, it'll just be moment instantaneous. I'll be back soon. But so I don't know. I think they'll do like a little split thing. It's him and Brainiac picking each other's brains, pun intended, um, <laughs> trying to figure out and probably cut a deal to find a way out of there. And I think I think that may end up happening. That's how I could see the writers taking it. But who knows? Is it going to require someone else coming to Krypton to? Yes, they did say there is another character that is actually coming. Um, oh, shoot. I forget what his name is, but I don't know if he's a famous DC character or not. I couldn't remember. But he shows up and he's known as like a d destroyer of planets too, but it's not Doomsday. Lobo. Lobo, you, yeah. Have you heard he, of Lobo? Yeah, he's a um, motorcycle riding dude, like kind of like a junkie Harley like guy. I don't oh. know much about him, but yeah, he, he rides is. a motorcycle. Yeah, he is. He's a cutie. <laughs> is that straight from the show? I think so. Wow. So Lobo, he'll be played by the Falls Emmett J. Scanlon. Superhuman strength, a genius level intellect in matters of warfare, immortality. Lobo will keep coming until the job is finished. So it looks like Lobo and Doomsday may face off since he's the only one with superpowers on this planet, apparently. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, uh, he's... His dick is a skull. That's cute. He's got a skull dick. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, the picture we just showed was an image of Lobo. And per, I we believe it's from the show. He has, like, the paint on his face. You know, was that right? Like He looks like he, yeah. like a member of Kiss, basically. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Yeah, he has, like, the leather, leather biker stuff on. Long hair, black hair. Skull on his penis. <laughs> it's like a skull cup. It was kind of funny. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know like what powers Lobo has or what he does. I I remember him from maybe one of the Justice League shows or maybe one of the animated movies he was briefly in. Yeah, he was in the animated series. I do remember him now that I see this character. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay. He makes sense. Kind of does what he wants. He has some powers. So that's pretty exciting to see all these things come forth. I'm looking forward to it. Um, definitely check out season one. I mean, if you're into the superhero stuff and you're not, you just don't want another origin story, but you want to change the future and change the past. It's pretty neat. It's a neat ride to see where they're going to take us next. Um, hopefully season two can live up to season one. Definitely check out Revolution Brewing, El Dorado Hero, Great Beer, um, Sun King, support your local breweries, of course. Um, other than that, I don't know what else to say, pal. Yeah, I mean, my th just one thing on season one is, like you said, like those first like five, four or five episodes were kind of boring. Like a lot of the critics said, you know, this it sounded interesting, but there was just a lot that like, I don't know, the writing just didn't really like pull you in like mm -hmm. the show didn't really pull you in until later on whenever uh, I don't know if that's just because they were not really real focused on like the Brainiac story right. and, like the General Zod story but yeah like after General Zod showed up and it did get more interesting it's just you got to hang on for the, at the beginning um, and then like and then it is a per then it gets a lot better 
So I would definitely like to revisit this like season one before I get back into season two. Uh, I think we go back listen to that episode or after the <laughs> podcast. It was all you. It was all me. I mean, Sorry. you're it was really fresh in your mind and and it's like me. I'm like I'm like struggling to like remember what was going on, but I think yeah, I think I'm gonna keep following along with it. Interested to see season two, but that's all I got. So until next, next time, time, drink, drink up, up and geek, geek out. out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.